for being here, my friend. I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart, I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. We have a few things in common. We all have a body, 100% of us, and we're still learning to love and care for our body, 100% of us. And another thing, we have all seen our body change as we've grown older. How do you feel about that? Our mind, our body, and our spirit together are an incredible gift. And yes, our body is an important part of that. It's essential to our growth. I believe that we are already guaranteed that we get to live as eternal resurrected beings with the power of a mind, a body, and a spirit that are connected forever. And the moment you were born, you received that promise. So it's now our opportunity to love our body, to love what it can do and the power that it gives us to experience and keep growing. I think it's so fascinating that we all live in our own unique, particular mind, body, and spirit 24-7, every moment of conscious existence, now and forever. And what could be more important than learning to enjoy your whole entire being all that time? One of the most amazing capabilities of our body is that we are designed to move at every age. It's so interesting how our subconscious controls so much movement without us even having to think about it. You don't have to tell your legs to walk if you decide to go to the kitchen. And I've always thought that is so mysterious and miraculous. If you want to be odd, just pay attention to how automatic your movement is for the next hour. We were designed with legs and arms to get us around. We have muscles completely designed to move us. We have a heart and lungs and a circulation system that pump and work even harder and better if we move. And we're designed with hormones like endorphins that make us feel really great when we get enough exercise. And moving is essential to our health and well-being, but we often call it exercise and we turn it into a chore. In the middle of life, we've all had our own journey of learning what does and doesn't serve us as far as moving and keeping our bodies in a strong, healthy condition. For sure, we all have some thoughts and feelings about it all that either get in our way or they help us to enjoy it. So today we're going to talk about those times when you're not motivated to move your midlife body and how we can learn to move our mind first, and then your body will follow. And by that I mean that we can intentionally set up a mindset that helps us enjoy our experience of movement. So let's start with a question. On a scale of 1 to 10, how happy are you with your routine of moving your body? Whether that's exercise, strolling around, gardening, yoga, cleaning the house, physical therapy, whatever you do to move. And then what would make it a 10? Our most important goal is to work on our mindset and our thoughts more than in physical improvement at first. Because when you get the mindset right, the improvements in your body are inevitable in time. And our thoughts about aging, about not being as strong or energetic as you once were, can definitely drain your motivation to keep doing what's best for you now. 
I've noticed that I get more tired. So lately, my husband and I went on a three-hour hike, and the last hour, I was so deeply tired. So my husband went into that encourager mode that you do with your kids when they don't want to do something or they get tired. And he was like, it's okay. We're almost there. Just keep going. Look how beautiful this is, trying to distract me from how tired I was. You've probably heard the idea of compare and despair, that we shouldn't compare ourselves to others. But let's not do that with our past selves either. We can't compare ourselves to what we used to be 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Because who we are and what we are right now is just right. And instead of what we're not able to do now, let's keep in mind all the things we can do because it's still so much. And we're all different. It's about taking care of your body the best you can now and finding joy in your process, not necessarily the results. I know some of you will have health challenges that you're dealing with now, maybe chronic health challenges or an immediate crisis that you're facing that isn't in your control. But you still get to decide, not me or anyone else, what kind of movement is good for you and how it can help you. I like to get curious and decide it's like a puzzle that I get to figure out what will work for me. And I really work on being grateful for the body that I have and what I can do. We know there's lots of benefits from exercise. For me, all my life, my main motivation for exercise has been my mood. It's such a mood booster. And it also brings us more energy. And I know in midlife, so much of us are like, oh, I just wish I had the energy I used to. But we can have the most possible energy when we move because our bodies adapt. And for sure, we can get stronger. Yesterday, I was doing my workout and I noticed that the leg raises that were so hard for me a couple of weeks ago were easier already. And just noticing that small improvement was really motivating to me. We will improve our stamina and endurance. We will sleep better. We'll just have better overall health and a better quality of life. And being in the best condition that my body can gives me more options and more opportunities as I keep collecting birthdays. And one of my favorite things about movement is that it gives you more confidence. My short definition of confidence is that I'm good, my life is good, and good things are coming my way. And moving helps me believe all of those even more. I also want to point out something that's not a main benefit of moving, and that is losing weight. We really can't exercise our way out of overeating because it's too easy to eat a 250 calorie chocolate bar and too hard to walk the 42 minutes it would take to just burn that off. So I just bring that up because don't use your weight loss as a determining factor of whether moving is valuable to you or if you're getting the results that you want from moving. So just check your thoughts on that. When we get to midlife, I think it's so important to see great examples of what's possible. So I have to share this real life story of Joan McDonald. And in 2016, she was about 70 years old and she was pretty unhappy with herself at the time. She weighed about 200 pounds. She had arthritis. She had had knee surgery. She had had a tumor removed from her abdomen. And her daughter, Michelle, came to her, and her daughter was a fitness trader. And she said, hey, mom, you have a choice. You're headed in the direction of being able to do less and less, being on more medication, and eventually being hospitalized. 
I'll help you if you want to get in better shape. And they went to work together. And so she is amazing now, just three, four years later. Now she's 73 years old. She's just in awesome shape. You have to go look. I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can just search for at train with Joan on YouTube or Instagram and see what she's been able to accomplish in these three or four years. It's so awesome to see that this is possible. And it's also important to see what's possible as far as our mindset. Joan and her daughter talk about how the mindset was just as important as actually doing the action of training with weights and all the other exercise that she did. If it's possible for Joan, then maybe it's possible for us as well. So I want to get practical now and share some tips that have worked for me. And yesterday I was doing my workout and really working to pay attention to what is it that I'm thinking that has helped me build a habit of movement and working on my fitness. So the habit that I have is I alternate walking and hiking with yoga and with strength training. And my favorite source of these strength training workouts right now are YouTube videos by Sydney Cummings. You can search for her if you want. She puts out a new video every day. And I'm going to tell you right now, she's young, she's energetic, and she's a former college athlete. Not me at all. And I'm going to talk about some of the ways that I don't get into compare and despair and I just adapt these workouts for myself. I feel like we need to be grown up enough to adapt workouts to where we are without comparing and without trying to keep up with somebody else or what we think is the ideal or what we should be doing or feeling like, oh, I'm so weak and I'm doing it wrong. Remember, we're in charge of our workout. It's for us, not for anyone else. So instead, I work on paying attention on my body, what I'm capable of at the moment, how I'm getting stronger over time. And instead of doing it exactly like Sydney does, I adapt everything that feels like I can't do that right now and just enjoy doing it the way I do it. For example, a lot of ab exercises are really hard for me but I just focus on those muscles in my belly and just make sure there's just enough tension that it's contracting and getting some resistance. And I know that it will get easier and it will get stronger over time. I've seen this time and time again because there have been times when I haven't exercised for a while. I lose some of that ability. I pay more attention to it, get a little more dedicated, and it always comes back. And That's another thing that's so amazing about our bodies is their ability to adapt. I noticed lately that some leg raises that I couldn't do just a few weeks ago have gotten much easier and it's just encouraging when you see little improvements like that. One of the habits that I started many years ago that I'm so grateful for and it still serves me now, when I was a young mom with children at home, I decided that I would never let 48 hours go by without doing some kind of exercise. And again, my biggest motivation was my mood and I needed that to like do all that work of raising kids in a better frame of mind. And I had internalized that to the point where like if 48 hours did go by, it would be like this alarm would go off in my brain and it would like the priority would become, okay, you need to get out for a walk or you need to put in a Jane Fonda video, whatever it was. Things have changed for me quite a bit and 
exercising every two days is not enough for me anymore. Back then I was busy moving all day with my kids, but now I spend eight or 10 hours a day in front of the computer. So I actually have set that internal alarm to several times a day. And I'll have one big exercise session. Later in the day, I'll try and maybe go for a very short walk around the block or run up and down my own stairs or get on my elliptical. And I try to do some yoga at night because it really helps me sleep better. And again, creating the habit is way more important than being able to do the number of reps or miles or steps or whatever you're doing to measure your actual activity. Like the habit is more important first and the mindset is more important. It's the process. So focus on the process instead of the end goal until you've really got that process down. Then your results will come for sure if you get those right. So what do we do when we are actually feeling resistance to doing what we chose to do to move? We all feel that resistance at times like, oh, I really just don't feel like doing that. <laughs> so this is something that can help. Write down what are the three emotions that you have most often about exercise and what three emotions do you want to have that you think would help you do what you need to get going? For example, the feeling of dread is going to get in my way, whereas a feeling of commitment can help me do what I need to do to get going. Another thing that really helps me when I'm feeling some resistance is to give myself some compassion. Lately, I missed exercising for three days, and that was a big warning sign for me. Not only did I start feeling lousy, but I saw that I was getting out of my habit. And I could have gone to, like, what is wrong with you? You know better than this. Instead, it really helps for me to get more compassionate and say, what's going on? Let's take care of you. What do you need to start getting back to what you know is going to help you feel better? Since what's happening in our mind has such power over what we choose to do with our body, I've got some free journal pages to help you out. In fact, I create a new journal page for every episode, and you can sign up to get those every week. Just go to my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com and over time you'll get those pages and you can create your own midlife quest journal. Working to build our fitness level is such a good project for building self-confidence and honoring your commitment to yourself and learning to trust yourself to do what you decide to do. One of the best tools we have to create a new habit is to create a new identity and this comes from a favorite book of mine, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he talks about looking at our thoughts about who we are. If we think I'm not someone who exercises, we're going to fulfill that and make it true. But if we start to change, hey, I'm someone who likes to take a walk three times a week, or I'm someone who likes to get moving outside and enjoy nature, or I'm someone who's committed to being the healthiest person I can. And it's that new identity that will help you keep going. Another thing to be aware of is our thoughts about time and whether we think we have time to do this. Now, in midlife, I'm as busy as ever, and yet it's a different kind of busy. It's not like when I was a mom with young kids that I couldn't leave alone. So really, my time is in my control. And I just feel like I can't afford not to do this. It's too important. It affects every other minute of my life if I do or don't exercise. 
and the rest of my life is better. Something that works really well for all of us is to have a regular time or a routine when we have planned to exercise. And I've kind of messed around with that at times, experimenting to see what would work best. So I've normally woken up, had a devotional, and then go exercise. And lately I tested out exercising later in the day because I thought, oh, it would be really nice to get some work done earlier in the day and feel like I had accomplished something. And maybe I have more energy for that kind of work earlier in the day and exercise. Like if I do that later, that doesn't take much thought. So I tried that for a while and it just did not work. Like I could not get in the habit and create a routine of exercising later. And I decided, hey, this is so important to me. It's okay if I'm using that valuable morning time. I went ahead and went back to planning to exercise in the morning. It really is such a great way to start the day. It gets your mind, your body, and your spirit all woken up and working together. And another thing is to remember about time. There's no hurry. Remember, it's about the process and the habits and the mindset, not the results. Trust that the results will come if you just build the habit. Moving on a regular basis is a lifestyle and it's a joyful one. So let's talk about the thoughts that get in our way and keep us from doing what we've planned to do and thoughts that help us get moving. Here's a thought a lot of people have. I don't like exercise or any version of that. I don't like being outdoors. I don't like going to the gym. I don't like weights. I don't like being out in the cold. Any of that that keeps you from actually doing your exercise. So the trick here is to switch to something that you don't like about not exercising. For example, I don't like feeling sluggish. I don't like not being able to enjoy activities with my grandkids. I don't like seeing myself get weaker and weaker. Or another way to switch that I don't like exercise thought up is to think about what you do like. I like trusting myself to do what I say I will do. I like the mood lift I get when I move. I like talking with friends on our walk. I like feeling stronger. If your thought that stops you is, I don't have time to exercise, you could switch it up to, exercising makes all the rest of my time better. I can't afford to not take the time. Or let's talk about your identity. If you're thinking, I'm not an athlete, I'm not an exerciser, I'm not a person who's made this a habit, maybe you could just think, I was designed to move. Remember, you have your arms and legs and your muscles and all those good endorphins waiting for you. You were designed to move. A thought that can demotivate us sometimes is, at my age, it isn't worth the effort. And we can switch that up to, I'm so curious to see what I can do at my age. Or maybe, hey, other people my age have gotten really fit. Maybe it's possible for me too. Remember, there's no hurry. The years will go by and either we'll be in our best possible state of well-being or we'll be even worse off than we are now. Our future self is hoping we'll keep going or get going now. Can you imagine having a life where you look forward to moving your body every day, where you deeply appreciated the miracle of your body and how it's designed, and you enjoyed all the benefits of movement in your life? How would that look? How would you feel What would change for the better in your life? If you could just close your eyes for a moment and see yourself a year from now, involved in some kind of activity and just glowing with energy and enjoyment, 
loving the experience of what your body's designed to do, feeling so confident in your commitment to care for this gift that you have, and building a relationship between your own mind, body, and spirit that will last forever. How awesome would that be? Whatever level you're at right now, really, you are just fine. We have a really long time to get this all figured out. In fact, we have forever. I'd love to hear what's working for you as far as moving, and if you've found things that work well for you now or what your challenges are. Send me a message on my website or email me or message me on social media. You can find all that in the show notes. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. I'd love to help you meet your goals, whether that's loving your body more, exercising more, or any other goal that you have in your life. You can get in touch with me and schedule a free discovery call. Just email me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or just go to my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com and sign up on my schedule there. You can also get in touch with me on social media. I'm at Midlife Confidence Coach on Instagram and Facebook. I can answer all your questions about how coaching can help you. And all that info is in the show notes. So take care until next time.